Welcome to the She Is podcast. Come join us as we share with each other the stories that make us who we are. Our hope is that you're challenged and encouraged to keep boldly writing your story. Hey guys, I'm really excited for you guys today because I have one of my dearest friends, Valerie Hoffman, with me, and she's going to share a story for you. But um, I met Valerie here at Graceway uh, in a process group. She was my leader, and when I heard her talk, um, I just was like, oh man, there's something different about her, and there's something that she has in her life that I want in mine. And so I remember being like, how can I spend more time around you? (laughs) And um, that led to me getting to co-facilitate with you. But um, I would you be willing to share a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. I am a native to Kansas City, born and raised. The little trivia fact would be, some may think is sad, I have lived in a 30-mile radius. Your whole life? All my life from the home that I grew up in. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so I came to Graceway. At the time, it was Kansas City Baptist Temple back in 1991. I was single at the time. Met my husband, uh, got married. Um, My children are his children. And um, now um, I am a writer and a blogger. And that is what I've been doing after the death of my husband. Mm -hmm. And I just recently published my book that came out of the struggle of caring for my husband and his death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we um, we were able to be there with you during that time, and just to see your faith during that time was just, um, just really impacting for my faith. And so... Um, well, you were, you were instrumental um, in keeping me sane. Um, <laughs> well, we had early morning calls, and um, you held my, my pain and my suffering well. So thank you. Well, and, and I can say that you've done that for me over the years. So it's been been a wonderful friendship. But um, today, Valerie brought a story from her blog and from her book. And um, she's going to read it for us. And then we're going to just talk about it a little bit. Yep. Are you willing to read that now? I am. So this is from one of the stories from my book, which is Encounters with the Lord. And my blog is also EncountersWithTheLord.com. But this story I chose, it's called My Prison. There is a secret place that lies deep within my soul where fear lurks, waiting for its cue. Once sprung and no longer locked away, it quickly arrests my potential, locking me in a prison labeled inadequate and helpless. Who put you in there? A man's voice asked from across the room. Spinning in my virtual cage and peering between the bars, I could only see his feet, but I knew it was my savior. I felt a mix of excitement and anxiety as the Lord circled, his presence vibrant and his steps intentional, coming to a stop at the entrance to my prison. I held my breath, watching the hem of his garment swaying in the doorway as I tried to collect my answer. The silence was deafening. My soul is disturbed. I am feeling ineffective and powerless. 
I confessed from within my prison, fortified with alternating bars of fear and shame. Where I am, there is freedom, said the Lord. I knew that was truth, but my heart was struggling to believe. My thoughts were interrupted when Jesus' hand appeared in the doorway of my prison. The scars of his nail-pierced hands were exposed as he pulled me to my feet, our eyes making contact upon standing. His eyes were full of compassion, while mine were filled with shame. Do not allow your past failures, current experiences, or the enemy to confine you, Jesus warned. For you are my light, and I have placed you high on a pedestal to illuminate the room for those who enter. Gently caressing my hand, my heart found comfort as the Lord continued. You are my workmanship, clay in my hands. I authored your faith, but I am not yet finished. Do not fear who I have created you to be, nor lower yourself to operate out of a mold not formed by my hands. My body trembled as I pulled Jesus' hand to my face. Overcome by His mercy and grace, tears fell from my cheeks, pooling in His palm. Without a word from me, Jesus answered the concern in my heart. That shame is not yours to carry, said the Lord, kissing the back of my hand. I endured the cross to bear your shame. I am the Lord who sits enthroned on high and possesses all power and authority. All principalities and powers tremble and bow before me, and shame is held captive under the footstool of my throne. You belong to me and bear my image. Be strong in the power of my might, for there is nothing powerless about you. Hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I was reading it, I was curious, um, where were you uh, on your journey when you wrote this story? I know a lot of your stories were born out of your journal, out of journal entries. Yes. And do you remember? Uh, I don't. I couldn't tell you the exact, because it was a long time Um my husband's journey um, through his declining health uh, was all in all almost seven years. Mm -hmm. And I would say this was probably in the last two years of his life. Mm -hmm. And um, I was, I really felt like I was in a prison and I just was consumed with uh, fear and shame for how to care for this man um, in his final days, even though I didn't know they were his final days and the doctors didn't either, Mm -hmm. I could sense it in my soul. So was the fear losing him and the shame inadequacy or what what do you feel like those were? Um, The fear came from almost every angle. And knowing with my fear, because there's normal fear that that comes that naturally, mm-hmm. um, and then there's fear that's fueled by our enemy, and mine was fueled by our enemy that um, that I would not be able to to make the right decisions Aww. because his well-being was in my hands because I was his only caretaker. And he was at home. Mm-hmm. 
And then I also had fear of losing him and not wanting to continue in this world without him alone. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, being a writer, I know that you were very uh, selective on the words that you chose. And I thought it was interesting in the first sentence, it says, there's a secret place that lies deep within my soul where fear lurks. And the word secret, um, I just be curious why, why you use that word. Because most people, myself included, We don't want to let other people know that we're fearful of something. Mm -hmm. And I was fearful of looking back. I realized that fear was consuming me in the moment. I could only identify pieces of it. Mm -hmm. But I, I was soon recognizing that there was secret fear that was coming to the surface because of the situation I was in. I didn't know it was there. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm in a situation where that fear is looking me in the face. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like um, part of the steps to freedom are pulling that fear out of the secret place? Absolutely. And most of us don't want to do that. It's too scary. Mm-hmm. And well, what's what's scary about it? What, do you remember what was scary about not knowing what to do with it? Oh, okay. Yes, feeling so, like you have to deal with it once it's yes, out. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And so it's so important to have people in your life that are safe, um, that are for you. And that can sit with you in your pain, which you did that for me. Mm. Um, And I didn't have a lot of people doing that for me in the moment. I've had a lot of people come into my life afterwards. And I I say a lot, a handful. (laughs) But Uh that's a lot. That is. Yes, because a lot of people don't even have that. But during the hardest time... Um, you were that person for me where I could, I mean, we, we were having calls at like 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just held that fear for me. You were you allowed me to, to speak it. You didn't try to fix it. You just listened. Hmm. Yeah, and, and I would even, I even think about times that you've done that for me. And I think for me, the most important part was being able to share without judgment. Absolutely. And so I just knew there's nothing I can tell you that you're going to be like, wow, I'm so disappointed in you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And you're gone. (laughs) No condemnation, no judgment. Um, And, you know, someone could try to fix it, but really it, it can't be fixed. Only the Lord can come in and... And fix that for us. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't fix it. He takes it away. And what do you think that someone trying to fix it, what does that do for the person that's the sharer? Meaning if someone was going to try to come along and fix my fear, I'd get angry. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's, they're not listening to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, in that moment, whether it's fear or it's some other emotion, um, but mine in this situation was fear. And for someone to come along and try to fix that, it feels like you don't really care about what's going on inside of my mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. Listen to me, hold me, comfort me, um, and just be there for me. Um, one of, I think Pastor Todd just said in his sermon, uh, the ministry of presence. 
That is huge. Mm -hmm. And that's what people need. That's what I needed in that Mm -hmm. moment. Just someone's presence. So the fear that you had um, as you're walking through losing Paul, Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like it all stemmed right out of the situation? Or do you feel like there were things from the past that were like almost fueling the fear? Definitely things from the past. And that would go back to that first sentence, the secret place. Mm. Um, You get in a situation in life that you've never been in before. I was in a situation, I had already lost both my parents. Mm -hmm. um, And I was about to lose my husband, who was the most important person in my life at that time. Things, emotions, mine was fear, came out of my past. It's the situation was being recreated. Oh, in a different way. In a different way. So what we find, and this is what I do when I work with people in the ministry that I'm involved in within mm-hmm. church, is help people identify what's going on inside of them, what's coming up, what what's where are you stuck, where can you not move forward, um, what lies are you believing? Mm-hmm. So um, in the very last sentence of your story, it says, um, there's nothing powerless about you. And I'd just be curious if you could talk a little bit more about that. Yes. Um, It can be hard for many of us. Obviously, there are some people who do feel very powerful in themselves and confident in this life. And then there are a lot of us who do not. Some of us fake it Mm -hmm. and (laughs) when inside they're dying. Sure. Um, But in my situation, I felt powerless to do anything to help my husband. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt powerless um, in thinking that I was not going to be able to survive if I lost him. Oh, yeah. Even though, by nature, I'm a very strong woman. But I felt... Like you couldn't... Like I would not be Mm -hmm. able to go on. Um, And that's the enemy that comes in and puts that thought in our mind. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important for me to um, get alone with my Savior and let him speak into me mm-hmm. instead of believing either lies that I f- believe about myself or lies that the enemy has put there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, for someone who is recognizing it or hearing your story, oh, I have, you know, fears or shame, um, you know, if they're connecting with this in some way, mm-hmm. what would you tell them that you learned in this process that would be maybe some action steps for them? Okay, so we recognize it, <laughs> but then what do you do with it? And I think, you know, that's the hard part is like. The hard part, I think most importantly, it would be to recognize that you need a safe person to walk with you on your journey. And that's really what I say in my book. It's you have to have someone on your journey with you. Make sure it's the right person, someone who's safe, um, someone who can um, hold you in your pain and your suffering uh, and not judge or condemn, walk with you. 
Okay, so for me, you know, that probably goes against some of what we believed for a long time is that you need to just tell it to the Lord and mm-hmm. it's just the two of you. That's what you need and, mm-hmm. and for that was, healing. That was me. Mm-hmm. Um, you 15 years back, that was me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had um, I had really good Bible teaching and I'm very thankful for that because I know I know the Word of God and it is crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, but the relationship with the Lord is more crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't, we just don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. And to get another perspective, someone else in your life who's going to be able to speak into where, where you're locked down, where you can't see, we mm-hmm. can't see the back of our head. Um, it's so important for, you know, God tells us the body of Christ mm-hmm. and we're all there for each other. And he doesn't just say that to say it, 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 it's how the world works. Mm-hmm. And until we want to admit that and kind of walk into it, we try to do it on our own. And we're stuck. And we're stuck. And at some point, we have to stop and say, you know what? This isn't working. Mm-hmm. And, and Which is where I had gotten to. I think. It's like I've been trying to power through and it's. <laughs> exactly. Powering through is does not work. Mm-hmm. It yeah. can for a very short period of time, but as usually it's as we get older, we realize that, you know what? Because we have to have life experience behind us mm-hmm. before we say, this isn't working. Oh, that's true. Except for if, if someone has had a lot of trauma in their young life, they will realize this sooner than those oh, that of it's us. not working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they need some, they need somebody to walk with them. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I just I think it's beautiful how the Lord <laughs> makes it so that we have to depend on each other um, for healing. Yes, yes, and there's a scripture that talks about that. Mm-hmm. That confessing our faults one to another is what brings healing. Mm-hmm. So, and it's so bizarre. Sometimes I'm, when I read that scripture, I'm like, okay, why does this work? Um, but all I can say is from experience, I know that it does. Exactly, and you know what. If we could figure God out, he wouldn't be God. <laughs> That's true. And uh, yeah, but the cool thing about it is just take that first step of faith mm-hmm. and watch God work. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I have learned is, uh, and not just through this journey, but through my life, is always be looking for Jesus in the story because mm-hmm. he's there. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a hard time, even if you're in a good time, stop and ask Ask the Holy Spirit, show me where Jesus is. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Um, I I would be curious if um, you could just share. So this story was in the midst of your storm. Mm-hmm. And where do you feel like God's brought you, you know, since losing Paul? And, you know, where where has he brought you now? He has, on almost every level, um, brought me way outside my comfort zone. Okay. Um, he's challenging me to step into who He truly has made me to be. And He has shown me um, the direction to take. He is the one who actually wanted me to write the book. And He told me that four years ago. And so I knew that, and I was trying to strive toward that. So that was one avenue that he had me on. 
And, and I truly believe it was out of love so that I had something to focus on oh, after Paul. Paul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and there's part of reading the book that feels very intimate because I know that it was born yes. out of your journal. Yes. Um, and that is true. And I don't know if, um, if I actually made that clear on the book, on the back, or mm-hmm. that the stories do come straight out of the journal that I was keeping as I was taking care of Paul. Um, I had to start my day every day. I, I was alone with the Lord in prayer and reading and just sitting at the feet of Jesus for two to three hours every morning. And I had to do that to even get through the day. Mm-hmm. There was no way I was going to make it through the day unless I had that time with the Lord. So I was journaling all of that. I have years yeah. in my journals. And the Lord said, I want you I want you to write a book. And I said, well, on what? <laughs> and he said, your journal. And I was like, um, that's private. <laughs> seriously? <laughs> he said, yes. But he told me why. He said that he wanted other people to interact with him like I do. And what mm-hmm. he meant by that was the intimate relationship. Look for Jesus in your story. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, so my final question would be to somebody who is going through something really hard in their life right now. I mean, losing someone or um, just even a different circumstance that just feels um, consuming, maybe. Uh, what would you say would be some action steps that they could take right now to start to get onto? I know it says one of the sentences in your story says um, that don't lower yourself to operate out of a mold that was not formed by my hands. And so um, how would somebody operate out of a mold that was formed by God? What would be the I heard you say spending time with him. Yes. Um, ask questions. Um, of the Lord. Of the Lord. Ask him. Because we have to start. Most of us in our Christian walk, we get to a place where we just, God's just a thought. You know, he's like, we know he's there, but, you know, mm-hmm. we, we just, we just, him. yes, mm-hmm. we just don't know how intimate he wants to be with us. And just start with questions. Just lay them out there. And uh, I actually wrote them down in my journal. Mm-hmm. So these are my questions, Lord. And these are what I have before you. And then watch to see how he answers those. Okay, so then would you say you pr- like you pray the questions and then listen for the answers or you're finding the answers throughout the day? What's the I write them down and I I don't it's praying but I just talk to God sure. like I'm talking to you. Uh-huh. And and as I'm writing them down, I'll just be saying, "Okay, Lord, here's the ones that I'm putting before you today." And I really, I, I need to hear from you. I, I have to hear from you. I mm-hmm. need your guidance. I need your direction. Um, maybe he'll speak right then, but not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be over a period of time, depending on how quickly I need the answer. Because that's the thing. He knows exactly when I need the answer. <laughs> I might want it right now. It's sometimes different. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Different His timing. timeline and time frame is totally different than ours. But he's, his timing is always perfect. And so we learn that. Um, but ask him, who am I? Mm-hmm. Who am I to you? 
Who have you called me to be? What do you want me to do? What's my purpose? Mm. He wants you to know those things even more than you want to know those things. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then once you hear them, you're going to have to believe them because that's the other thing with our faith is it's about belief. Mm-hmm. If he tells you something, then write it down or we'll forget. Sure. Um, and then keep going back to it and saying, this is what I heard you say, so I'm going to believe this is true. And then start directing and guiding your life in that direction. Get people around you to help you. Mm-hmm. People who want to to kind of go along on your journey and to believe with you. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you for being willing to to share your story today and for, I mean, we hang out a lot, but <laughs> we do. <laughs> but it's fun to hang out with you here, and yes. I love that um, my friends on the podcast are going to get to hear just a little bit of the wisdom that I get to hear um, from you. So, if you see Valerie around church, um, I would encourage you to um, reach out to her and get to know her a little bit because what you heard today is just a little glimpse into um, just the wisdom that the Lord's given her. So thanks for being here. Thank you, Anne. Thank you for listening to Graceway's She Is podcast. We pray that today's episode encouraged you and gave you hope for your own journey. Be sure to subscribe to get notified about future episodes.